If you go and pre-record all of your curriculum before you've taught it enough times, all you're going to end up doing is having to go back and re-record all the curriculum you just recorded. Because I guarantee you things are going to have to change. Hey there. So today's episode is going to be all about these fundamental necessary attributes and aspects of transitioning into group delivery. Uh, we're going to be d- discussing two of the most frequently asked questions I get in my direct messages. If you're not following me over on Instagram, go do that. But two of the most frequently asked questions we have when it comes to transitioning into group is first and foremost, do I have enough existing demand to even be offering a group program? And secondarily is, does my curriculum need to be pre-recorded before I launch my group program? So I want to just break down what I know to be true, but I want to answer the first question is how do you know if you have enough demand to transition into group? Or do you, you know, just how do you validate whether or not you actually have enough existing demand to transition into group enrollment? And the first thing I want to break down and make sure that we are on accordance and understanding of is there are three things for you to look at to validate whether or not you have, you know, you're in a, in a healthy position to be selling anything, right? If you're raising your rates, charging high ticket, I want you guys to understand that sales boils down to these three things, okay? Especially around high ticket offers. The first is the value that you can articulate. Your ability to command a higher ticket price point um, and especially your ability to commit a higher ticket price point in group delivery is first and foremost rooted in your ability to articulate your value. How effective are you at articulating your value? First and foremost, okay? The second thing that is most important is how effective are you at delivering your value? So whatever you know, program promise you've established, whatever container that you are enrolling people into, it is about how effective are you at delivering the value that you promised somebody upon the moment that they enrolled, the value that you can actually deliver. The third thing that is most important is the demand that currently exists, the demand that currently exists. And I want to break down these three things. So if you had to maybe rate yourself right now, which one of those three areas do you feel like you do really, really well? Are you really strong at articulating the value that um, you're able to support your clients with getting? One, are you really effective at delivering the value that you promised? Two, or are you really, really strong at uh, being able to generate and there's a, a large existing demand for whatever it is that you're selling and for whatever it is that you wanna be selling? If you had to give yourself a one, two, or a three, which one would you say are you most strongest at right now? If you are like 88, 99% of my clients, where you guys have the strongest capability, this was myself included for a very long time, is many of us are very, very strong in number two. We're really, really great at delivering the value that we promised. We're really, really great at over-delivering based off of what we promised. We're really, really strong at the coaching, the supporting the client, the helping the client get the results. And I would say that's where most people start when they start working with us. They're very effective at being able to deliver value. And that's a really great place to be in. If you are a coach, if you're an industry expert, if you're a done-for-you provider, but you're interested in transitioning into group delivery, if you're really good at delivering the result, that's a really strong component. But guys, we live in a capitalistic society. Money matters. 
And people's perception about what they're spending money on is even, is, is incredibly just as much important. So when it comes to, do I have enough demand to transition into group? I'm breaking down these concepts because this tees us up for the next, the second part of this conversation. But you being, you being effective at delivering value is not enough to uh, transition into group. Uh, one of the things that's, it's a, it's a, like when you start to go into group delivery, being able to deliver what you promise is a non-negotiable. That needs to be cost of entry. That needs to be like bare bones. That's what you're getting a paycheck for type of thing. I think too many of us have this employee mindset that gets matriculated over into us running a business that we have this belief that if I just do good work, I will get recognized. If I deliver good work, people should just pay me more money and pay me what I'm worth. And that mentality, I know when I was in corporate, did not, um, if you, that was a mentality that you had, it was very difficult for you to receive a promotion, uh, be recognized by your superiors or to move up in the corporate ladder. Because what we all know to be true is that you putting your head down and doing a good job and just delivering on what was promised, that's cost of entry. That's not enough for acceleration. That's not enough for upward mobility. That's not enough for promotion. And that's very true in business. You do not get paid in business for the work that you do. Who here for how long was has worked 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours in your business and was still broke? That was me in the beginning. Like your your time spent to do the job is not a direct correlation to how much money you will get paid in business, unfortunately. And fortunately, uh, but I just want to make sure that we are like understanding that first and foremost. Delivering value is not enough to drive demand and for a higher price point or for a larger container. But when it comes to transitioning into group delivery, you being able to deliver on what you promise is a non-negotiable, first and foremost. But the second thing is how effective are you at articulating the value of what it is that is being delivered? And your ability to articulate a value is what allows you to consistently and for you to be able to control your ability to drive demand for the thing that you are selling. Let me repeat that. Your ability to articulate your value is the control mechanism that is what allows you to control your ability to drive demand for the offer that you are selling. And when I, when I talk about value articulation, I mean, this is like a, a multitude, like this is a, a series in like a series step situation, like multi-step situation is what I'm trying to say is that because if you want to go to group, you have to have a cadence for being able to consistently articulate your value. And let me break down what that means because I, I hate when people begin online. It's like, you just need to like focus on working smarter and not harder and like articulating your value. And that's just how you make more money. But like nobody ever then breaks down that concept of like, okay, I hear what you're saying high level, but like make it make sense. Make the math, math, right? Get the math, math in. So what I mean by articulating your value is do you have a unique and distinguished perspective around whatever it is that you are actually selling? So, uh, you know, this is one thing is that you, even if you're in a saturated marketplace, you're also dealing with a very sophisticated buyer pool. You're dealing with a very sophisticated audience. Many people no longer believe the generic claims of I will help you grow in your career. I will help you build your business. I will help you make more money online. I will help you grow your agency. 
I will help you book more events. Like you have to have a distinguished perspective around what it is that you are doing. I will help you grow in your relationships. Like whatever that, that claim no longer, those minimum claims are not going to be convincing enough for somebody to want to join to, to work with you, especially at a premium price point, especially in a group container. So what I mean by value articulation is do you have a cadence? And do you have a process, a framework that you can consistently follow so that you have a high frequency at which you are publishing your messaging, you are publishing your marketing content so that you can be conveying your perspective on what it is that you are teaching, that you can be educating and shifting your audience's beliefs around the vehicle in which you use to deliver that result. And that's just from a marketing perspective. So you have to have a cadence and a, and a consistent process that you can be following to convey your perspective, to educate and inform your audience about the unique attributes of why your vehicle that you use with inside of your program is the best vehicle they should be using to get the result that you are delivering. And the third thing here is like you having a really, really clean understanding of who your Olympian is. Um, this is what we call your ideal client. Because it's not just about being able to articulate value to attract ideal clients. It's about being able to articulate value to attract and pre-qualify the most qualified leads for your program. So your ability to articulate your value at the level of sophistication that your most qualified lead is at is part of that artic like a part of that articulation of value. So if you are doing that efficiently, then you will inherently be driving demand for the offer that you are selling. I just want to get, like a, I want to pause here for a second because when people reach out and say, hey, Jay, I want to go to group. And when I ask the question, okay, I say, how many like private one-on-one -on -one clients have you worked with? Oh, I've worked with two or three. Okay. Have you taught this in a course container or some other group delivery? No, not yet. I'm like, just the thing about transitioning to group, it is not about what we want to do as a business owner. It is a hundred percent about what demand currently exists and my ability to articulate my value on a consistent cadence so that I can be consistently driving leads for my group enrollment. Those are two fundamental things that are required for you to go to group. Not your ability to articulate, like deliver the result because we've already, val like you need to have already validated that you can get the result that you are promising as part of your program. You need to already have validated that you can get the result that, that you are promising for your program. So if you're really good at number two, uh, value delivery, if you're not good at value delivery, you probably need to pause and enroll some private one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, and not for forever, but enroll five or six private one-on-one -on -one clients so that you can actually validate that your process can deliver on the promise that you're selling people into. First and foremost, if you cannot validate, like when we talk about, okay, these are the three things that have to like allow me to validate whether or not I have demand to go to group. The first thing that you have to validate is, can my process actually deliver on the promise that I'm selling people into? Can my process deliver on the promise that I am selling people into? Because if your process cannot deliver on the promise that you are selling people into, you are going to be in a shitstorm of a situation when you've got 30 people in your group and nobody is getting the result. <laughs> Not cute. That's the ghetto. That's the road. That's the, oh, she just called me out. Like, none of us want to be in that situation. 
So we have to make sure that group delivery is not just about your personal preferences as a business owner. It is not just about my ego. Well, I want to work with less clients. Jay, I want a scalable business. Sis, you can't have a scalable business if you don't already have an existing scalable process that delivers repeatable results. So we cannot put the cart in front of the horse. We cannot be out here offering up wifey services when we are really barely dating homeboy, right? We got to pull, we got, we got, we got, we got to pull back the reins. We got to pump, pump, pump the brakes on the vehicle, okay? We out here going 82 down the highway and your Tesla Model S, but you ain't got no insurance. I'm going to need you to slow your roll. I'm going to need you to <laughs> hold on now. Calm it down, okay? I'm gonna need you to close the legs, pump the brakes, and check yourself. Self-awareness is key. So first and foremost, right? If you do not have a process that you have validated that can get a consistent client result, you are not ready to go to group. Because if you have 15 clients in a group, three clients in a group, you will overwhelm yourself because you cannot deliver on what you promised. And I know for all of my type A individuals, all of my perfectionists in the room, all of my overachievers, that will cause you to be in a position where you will start doubting your self-confidence. You will start doubting your capabilities. It will erode at your, just your, your, your intuition. And we do not want to put you in a mental state of unavoidable unavo overwhelm. We can avoid that overwhelm by just slowing it down. I understand that you want to have a scalable business. Let's first validate that you actually have a business by way, by means of validating that you have an offer that people are willing and able to pay for that you can articulate the value around and that delivers a consistent result in accordance to what you promised. Can we get an amen and can we get an amen? So that's step number one is that can my process that I am promising actually be like repeated. Can I actually deliver it to the person who paid? That is step one. So I'm a really big believer that, you know, if you, before you go to group, you need to validate not just the offer, but just validate, can I actually get this result for a client? And this is why, um, especially if you guys are, depending on where you're at in business, I'm a big proponent of work with a handful of private one-on-one -on -one clients. Many clients who join us inside of Leverage before they launch their group, they want, they validate their offer and they validate the, the nuances of their processes before they go to groups. Their very first lean launch, half of our clients are focused on how do I get three to five private one on one clients so that this is the benefit of it. You don't have to be broke while you're validating because if you are already packaging up existing expertise, things that you already know how to do. When you can validate this, um, you can be getting paid premium because if you're doing private one-on-one, -on -one, you can typically even command a higher price point than what you would in group in some situations. So you're getting paid real time. So you're, you're increasing your cash flow, but you're also getting paid to work with a client who is committed to the process so that you can also work on refining and enhancing and validating your process on the result that you know you can help a client get. So that's the first thing. Second thing, after you have been able to validate that your process can deliver on the promise that somebody paid for, the next thing that we need to come and check ourselves with is, do I have existing demand to transition to a group program? This is the, the thing that I think, again, is like a gut check moment for us business owners, because many of us can be ready to go to group, but we have not yet earned the right to make to transition to that business model. 
Let me say that again. Many of us want to go to group, but many of us have not yet earned the right to transition to that business model. And the reason why I say earning the right is because, again, if you have not validated that your process can deliver on that promise, and then secondarily, if you're, if you do not have enough existing demand to book private one-on-one clients, what causes you to think that out of nowhere, just because you're launching a group that now you're going to have even more qualified leads to join you inside of your group program? If you weren't able to generate enough demand to work with you private one-on-one. Again, just this, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shooting straight facts today. Okay. I ain't trying to come for nobody's neck. I'm just talking through experience. And I am talking based off of what I know to be true for the clients that we have served. But driving demand, like we have to make sure that there is there actually demand for me to go to group? Or am I just trying to go to group because I'm impatient, because I want to satisfy my ego, because I want a scalable offer, even though I'm not at capacity. Like I'm a really big believer that your cap- your current capacity should be influencing what your business model container is. And because if you know that you, if you have three to five one-on-one clients and you're consistently getting people to like raise their hand and reach out to want to work with you, if you're, you know, kind of getting those requests on a regular cadence, that lets us know a few things. It lets us know that one, you're doing a good job of articulating and displaying your value because those leads are like, you're now the beehive. You're the honey. People are coming to you to want to work with you. That means that you now have earned, if you, if you are doing a good display of the delivery of your service, of the results that you help clients get, of you being able to articulate the nuances of that in your marketing and in your messaging, where people are coming to you saying, oh my gosh, Pollyanna, I want to work with you. Oh my gosh, Keisha, I want to work with you. Oh my gosh, Casey, I want to work with you. That lets us know that you've been doing your job to earn the right, to, like to, to earn that demand. And if you do not have existing demand, you just have to think about, can my business model, can my cash flow, support group delivery. And what I mean by that is, is there enough demand? Are there enough qualified leads for me to enroll in this group on a consistent enough basis for me to be able to sustain my cash flow needs for the season of business that I am in? That's really the question we have to be answering. Are there enough qualified leads on a consistent enough basis reaching out or raising their hand for me to be able to, like for my cash flow to be able to sustain me going to group delivery? You got to keep it 100 with yourself on that one. Like you got to look at the numbers and look at the data. So when people say like, Jay, am I right? Do I have enough demand to go to group? Again, the first thing is like, let's actually look at, do you already have a process that can deliver a repeatable result? And that's a really important thing. This is part of what we help clients do inside of leverage. That's a really important thing. Another way that you can kind of like skip or bypass that nuance and do it quicker is, Design a program already in accordance to results you've gotten, not results you're trying to get better at achieving. Let me say that again. Design a group program, design your program promise around results you have already gotten, not results that you are trying to get better at achieving. Too many people second guess, diminish, and disqualify the expertise that they already have. And then go try to create a program that has nothing to do that is at all not related to the expertise and the results they've already gotten. And my question is, why? Why are you making your life harder? Business is already hard enough. I can guarantee you there's enough barriers and hurdles that you will have to overcome being a business owner. 
But like, why are you not just choosing to create a program that people already associate you with, that you already have expertise around, that you've already gotten results for? Make your life easier. Make your life easier. Our best clients own their existing expertise. Our best clients own their existing expertise. And I do not mean by like, all my girlfriends come to me, so I should go be a life coach because I help everybody with their relationship issues. No, that is not what I mean. I mean, where have you had proof where you have been paid for your expertise in some capacity? Where has your expertise impacted the bottom line of somebody's organization or somebody's pocketbook? Where do you have existing expertise that a job, like if you were to go on salary.com, a job exists for that thing. And this is, again, for my, my ladies out there, this is the one thing everybody's like, well, I'm really good at helping people find their purpose. No, that's just you being a good friend. I'm not saying that is probably not the thing that you need to monetize. I'm saying if you have 15 years of experience as uh, a real estate broker, why aren't you like, why are you discounting that expertise of you knowing how to help a first time multifamily investor navigate the process of purchasing their first home? Why are we discounting that expertise? If you are somebody who has self-published multiple books, why are we not honoring the fact that you have that expertise and why aren't you packaging that into a promise that you can sell? Helping another, you know, C-suite executive publish their very first thought piece and establish their authority outside of their role. Why are we not doing that? Why are we not doing that? If you are, you guys get what I'm saying? Like pull from the direct experience that you already have because one that's going to help you already, demand already exists around the thing you already do and the thing that people already associate your expertise with. You don't even have to manufacture the demand. If you think about where am I already, where does demand for what I do or for experience that I have, results that I've gotten, where does that demand already exist? I, I'm a beast at organic marketing. I am. This is why that's the foundation of my program. We teach people how to raise their rates, articulate their value, and organically scale their group coaching program. You will never see me teaching a program on paid ads. Why? Because I don't even spend money on paid ads. I don't know how to navigate my ads manager. I don't know how to set up an ads campaign. And quite honestly, paid ads have never been the biggest return on investment for me in my business. So I'm not about to go create a program teaching you how to grow an email list and use paid ads to sell your program. I don't believe in it. I don't do it. It's not associated with anything that anybody knows me by, right? I know how, I, I don't worry about trying to convert cold leads. I worry about how do I attract cold leads through my organic content, but I focus on how do I convert warm leads and increase lifetime value out the wazoo of those warm leads. Like that's what I'm really great at. I really work, really great at working with quality clients and a smaller number at a higher price point. But are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? So how do you know if you're ready to transition to group? And do you know if you have demand? It's it like, it, it's really about like one, pick an offer, pick a promise that already correlates to where demand exists so that you don't have to manufacture it. Pick a program and pick a promise that is already correlated to the results that you've already been gotten, that you already have experience in. Our best clients have five to 10 years of experience doing the thing that they are packaging into their program.
And the reason why they are successful is because demand is already associated, like demand already exists. People already associate that result with who they are. So they don't have to go into the marketplace trying to rewire people's perception of them. They're basically profiting off the perception that already exists. Make your life easier. I swear, especially for us black and brown folks, we always want to make something harder. We always be throwing barriers into our own, into our own pathway. Don't make it harder. Believe me, I guarantee if you are a woman, if you are black, brown, or yellow, I guarantee that most of y'all, if y'all listen to this, if you are in my audience, you have been working twice as hard your entire life to be in the position that you are in right now. Period. If you are a woman, or if you black, brown, or yellow, you have been working twice as hard to be in the position that you are in right now, which means what? That you are overqualified, over-credentialed, nine times out of 10. You have overdone it. You are overqualified already. You do not need to go get another certification from some white institution, from some white man giving you a stable approval to say, oh, now you're good enough to go to go do this on your own. Now you're good enough to work with clients. I guarantee you just inherently because of the culture norms that exist in this world, if you are a woman or if you are black, brown or yellow, I can guarantee I would bet money. I would bet money that you are overqualified, overeducated, overcertified, overdegreed, over everything. You over deliver. You over, 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 over. You go beyond every expectation. Where is the lie? I'll wait. Still waiting. Like, do y'all get what I'm saying? Do y'all get what I'm saying? So, Many of the time, oftentimes, the area where you've already been putting in the work, establishing the expertise, developing your credentials, you've are, it's already validated. It's already validated. So like, just own it, embody it, embrace it, be unapologetic about it, and, and allow this to be the one thing in your life that maybe comes a little bit smoother, that maybe is a little bit simpler. Versus you going out and trying to go create an offer that ain't got nothing to do with any experience that you've ever had and wonder why it's so hard to build an audience around it. Oh, child, about, I'm over here swinging this around. My bum about to fall apart. Okay, so that's what I got to say about transitioning to group and making sure this demand exists. Is design a program that already is aligned with the expertise that you've been working your entire life to establish and, and, and get. I can guarantee that everybody on here has some group program. If, if you've been getting, if, like, if you are somebody who's about their results, if you are somebody who has receipts, please just type results in the comments. Like, please self-acknowledge. This is the time to give yourself your own trophy. Who here has results? Who here has receipts? Who here is like, I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm the best in my department. I'm the person that everybody calls. I need to figure out how to get this done because why I, I finish. I know how to do it. I'm the, I'm the bomb.com at it. I'm the one that everybody's trusted. If you're the, the shoulder that gets tapped on every time a new hire comes into the company because they want you to train them, even though that's not your job, 
Please tell me if you're the person that the your boss is always saying, hmm, I think this would be a really great opportunity for you. They always add stuff to your plate because they know that you can handle it and because you deliver on what, what you got handed, handed. Hello. So let's design an offer around the thing that you already, like demand already exists for it. People have already paid you for it. People are already recognizing your leadership and your expertise around it. So just own it. I feel like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? I'm yelling. Am I the drama? Am I the drama? I might be the drama today. <laughs> I know I'm disrupting somebody's modality in this moment. I know I'm disrupting something. I know. I know. I know. I'm the drama. But we're, it's cool. So demand existing. And just honor, I think the last thing about knowing if you have demand to transition a group is just honor the season that you are in. Honor the season that you are in. Every million dollar business owner that you see online, if you go on my podcast, if you go scroll all the way back down to those early episodes, I interviewed so many industry experts, Caitlin Batcher, uh, Tyler J. McCall. I've chatted with Annie Porterfield. I have, uh, you know, chatted with uh, Mike McCallowitz. I've chatted with Megan Ward. I've chatted with so many industry names that are in our space who have scalable businesses now. And the one question that I asked them is, what did you do that allowed you to get to your first six figures? They worked high ticket with private one-on-one clients. High ticket with private one-on-one clients. They did not try to create a passive business out of the beginning because they didn't have an audience for it. They didn't have capital for it. They didn't have the, they didn't have those aspects established. It was high ticket, private one-on-one clients. So just honor the season that you are in. The quicker you're willing to honor the season that you are in and to implement a business model aligned with the season that you are in, the quicker you will see results, the quicker you will make more money. And if you know that your desire is to serve clients in a high touch, high value container with a high ticket group program, just again, let's, let's do some validation before we go gung ho. Um, especially if your business is not in a place where you have the cash flow to sustain the transition. That's, that's my two, three and four cents about, uh, transitioning to group because we got to make sure that you have the you have a process in place for you to be able to effectively articulate your value and your value the value articulation the effectiveness of what you articulate is rooted in what the program promise is that you're selling and the, like the attributes of who a qualified lead lead is so that when you are designing your marketing content your messaging can directly be correlated to those two things that value articulation is what will allow you to help amplify and drive demand for your offer. And we want to make sure there's consistent enough demand so that you can actually support enrollment on a group basis. Because group means more than two people. Two people is a group, okay? What God say, what the Bible say, if I saw my grandma, what is in the Bible, Jerisha? When two or more come together, to me, that's a group, Okay. If, if if two or more come together and that's what we're instructed to do in prayer, two or more people is a group. So you want to make sure that you are consistently, your messaging, your marketing cadence is doing its job to drive demand on a regular basis so that you can enroll clients into a group container 
um, on a frequent cadence, on a frequent basis, okay? And when you transition to group, new objections come in. You now have to articulate your value of why group is a better option than working with you private one-on-one. That is a new objection that you have to work on overcoming. It is a new objection that you have to learn how to articulate your value around. So it's not just about I'm now going to group, but you're, you have to have, you have to be able and be in a position where you can be prepared to strengthen your operational process to allow you to sustain the group model that you now transition into. So the second question that I promised I was going to ask was, do you need to pre-record your curriculum before you go to group, before you launch it? Okay. This is going to be unpopular opinion. Okay. Unpop, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it off jump. This is going to be unpopular opinion. And the reason being is because I want you guys to remember something. Okay. Just like, I'm going to lean in and whisper this to you. Okay. Cause I want, I want to tell you a secret. It's not really a secret, but I just want to tell you something that all the online marketers, all these coaches, everybody running ads to you doesn't want you to know. Guess what? They're trying to sell you into something that they want you to buy. Okay. So just recognize that, that at any moment, anybody who has a business, nine times out of nine times, they are saying what they're saying to some degree, especially when they don't give you context around what they're telling you to do because they want you to do what they want you to do. They want you to buy what they're selling. Okay. So now that we've, you know, put the cat out of the bag. Okay. I'm tell- I want to give you guys context in addition to what my advice is, because context is really important so that you can make the best decision for yourself. So kind of piggybacking on what we discussed earlier, if you, let's just, uh, um, these are the assumptions that I'm operating out of, out of, okay? If you are an individual who is packing a group program and designing a group program based off of results that you have already gotten past clients, or based off results that you've worked privately one-on-one with clients around, or based off results that you've already gotten for yourself, guess what? You know how to help the client get the results. You know how to deliver the promise because you have the intellectual property based and you have validated that that intellectual property, uh, when applied, gets the result that you promise. Like That's the first assumption is that if you are packaging something that your know-how, your capability, your existing expertise is able to, you know, you know how to use what you already know. You, you already, if I asked you, okay, how do I do X? And you're like, girl, you got to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, plus one, two, three. And that's how you get the result. You know how to do it. That's the assumption that I'm operating under. Okay. If you already have that in place, the best way for you to deploy your group program for the first time is teaching it live. Teaching it live not pre-recording it. I do not advise any coach to pre-record any of their curriculum when they are, when that, when their offer is new. If your offer has not existed, like if you have not had multiple cohorts go through your program, if you have not sold your program and had paid clients enrolling your program, like, I don't know, I would say probably more than like 30 paid clients in your program, do not pre-record shit. And this is the reason why. Again, so I'm giving you guys some context. One, many of us as coaches confuse ourselves as course creators. And many of us as coaches 
confuse our responsibility when launching a group program with it. You're also a teacher, okay? If you are launching a group program, you are now taking on the responsibility that now I am also a teacher to my clients in this program. I am not just a coach. I'm also a teacher. And I have to strengthen, refine, practice, put my reps in to make sure that I am an effective teacher because you being able to deliver the result in a done-for-you capacity, you being able to deliver the result in a retainer relationship, you being able to deliver the result in a private one-on-one customized situation is absolutely not the same as being able to unpack your intellectual property in a way where you can teach it to somebody else where they can get the result without dependency from you. I'm gonna just let that sink in for a second. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Do y'all understand? You be, just because you know how to get the result does not mean that you have developed the skills to teach somebody else how to get the result that you just sold them into. And you need to practice that. You need to work on that. You need to develop that skill set. But anyways, you have to, you have to recognize that because just because you know how to deliver the result, you now have to be good at, can I teach this result? in a group format where multiple people can get the result without dependency from me, without over-customization from me. And that's something that we have to work on. This is why I do not think anybody here should be pre-recording their group program. This is if you're selling high ticket, that's another assumption. I'm assuming that you are charging $3,000 or more for your program, okay? When I say group program, do not confuse that with a digital course. Those two containers are fundamentally different. If I'm talking about group program, true group programs, where there is curriculum, there is coaching, there is community, that you are charging $3,000 or more for the container. Not to be confused with a digital course. A digital course is to be designed to be self-study, to be do-it-yourself. But many digital courses in the online space, bonus group calls. Group calls being bonus does not now make that digital course a group program. Just because hundreds of people bought the digital course and there's hundreds of people in the Facebook group does not mean that that is a group container. It just means that a group of people who are going through a self-study program are going through that program because they all purchased it together. And the differences that you can tell is if you look inside of a Facebook group or a group community of a digital course compared to a group coaching program, the quality, the depth, and the caliber of responses to questions asked is fundamentally different. Typically, if if it is a digital course, the community group will have a lot of cheerleading and a lot of guides. You know, like kind of when you go to Disney World or you go to the amusement park and you go into, there's a ton of people at the amusement park, right? Hundreds of people, thousands of people are at Cedar Point. And I, well, I'm going to use Cedar Point because I ain't never been to Disney World. My grandma didn't take me there as a kid, but we did go to Cedar Point. Thousands of people are at the park, right? When you go to somebody who works at the amusement park, the only questions they can answer is giving you direction. Where is the raptor? Oh, you got to go up here and go to the left. You can find it there. 
In a digital course, typically the community support inside of that group is really just a guide. They're not coaching you. They're not helping you work through limiting beliefs. They're not helping you with the comprehension of the material. They're typically pointing you back to a resource in a pre-recorded training. Like they're a guide. Like they're the person, it's like they're like Siri navigation. They're not coaching you. They're just, okay, you got to go there. Well, they might be cheerleading, but it's not a true coaching container. It's not the depth of what typically comes with coaching. So I want to make sure that I'm not confusing a digital course with a group program. When you are transitioning to a group delivery, the reason why I do not believe that you should pre-record your trainings until you have launched that program probably three times, um, you've had, and I mean like launching it three times, you've had consistent client results because that now validates that the way in which you're teaching it actually is getting the client the result that you are enrolling them into. And that you want to make sure that you've had enough clients to have enough data to validate that the way that you're teaching is actually effective. And the reason why I say that, I see somebody on here said, um, Alexis, she was like, girl, I wasted so much money pre-recording my content. Many of us do. We hire and we hire curriculum de designers prematurely. We hire these agencies who truly are agencies for digital courses, not group coaching programs. We, we spend five, 10, 15, $20,000 hiring these video, um, filmmakers or hiring these video editors, hiring these agencies to design our curriculum prematurely. And the reason why I say it's prematurely because you there has to be a couple rounds of iteration before that you feel confident that you can validate that the curriculum is not going to change substantially, that the curriculum it is effective, meaning that the way in which you are, you're teaching, you have client data that you can match up with it to say, okay, the way that I'm teaching this, clients are getting the result that was promised. And to ensure that your offer doesn't change. Many times when you're designing a group program, your first two or three cohorts, you're, you're getting so much data and you start to recognize like, Oh, I thought this was my, this was my Olympian. It's actually not. I thought this was the real promise, but based off the data, I realized that this is actually the promise. Oh, I thought that this had to be structured in, in A, B, C sequence, but I realized that it needs to be structured in C, A, B sequence. And you start to write like your clients when you're coaching and again, you're taking on the responsibility that now you have to learn how to become an effective teacher. When you are teaching your clients live, you get to be able to co-create the design and the structure of the curriculum with your clients. And that's really, really crucial. It's, a, it's incredibly important. Your feedback from your clients needs to be the thing that drives and dictates the frameworks that you document in your program. Somebody write that down. The feedback from your clients needs to be the thing that is driving and influencing the frameworks that you document inside of your program. So when you are launching your group program and for the first two or three cohorts that you have, I want you to act like a college professor. Meaning that you, you have a syllabus, you outline expectations for what's going to be covered during the duration of their time in your class. And, uh, you know, over time, you'll start to develop reading materials, worksheets, templates, checklists, step-by-step -step guides that will come over time. But I want you to treat it like a college class. I want you to put your college professor hat on. You're going to come to class and you are going to teach the material live. And the reason why I think that is the best approach to take, especially in the beginning when this is a newer offer, when you've worked with less than 30 clients in a group container, is because you get to practice your teaching style 
and you get real-time feedback. Every question that a client asks during a, during a training lets you know where there's either a gap in comprehension, a gap in understanding, or a part of how you're teaching where it could be made better. If you go and pre-record all of your curriculum before you've taught it enough times, all you're going to end up doing is having to go back and re-record all the curriculum you just recorded. Because I guarantee you things are going to have to change. There's going to be, there's going to be things that you didn't realize. There's going to be assumptions that you made because of your unconscious competence around the material. If you are an expert packaging something that you've already done, packaging something that you know how to do, packaging results you know you've already gotten, you're going to have unconscious competence around that subject matter, which means that you are going to unintentionally make assumptions about what your clients know or comprehend that they actually don't know. And you're going to skip over that or glaze through that when you are teaching. And then when you start teaching your clients, you're going to start getting a bunch of questions and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my bad. I didn't realize my bad. Let me, I need to take two, three, four, five steps back so that I can include this in my curriculum. If you've already pre-recorded everything, all you're going to be doing is just making more work for yourself. So instead of trying to, instead of reworking three, four, and five times, let's just say that I am like, you, this is where the perfectionists out there need to like, um, this is for y'all. Because again, many of us misconstrue a digital course, a DIY self-study program with the essence of a group program. And you teaching live and not having worksheets, but answering questions real time is not a deficiency. It is not you diminishing the value being delivered just because it's not pre-recorded and there's not 50 million 11 worksheets. What, what adds value to a group program is your ability to simplify and streamline the steps that it takes a client to get a result, not to overpack their program with 1700 videos, with 50 hours worth of material, with 300 worksheets they got to print out and they still don't know what the hell to do. Like you're the vet, the best value that you can offer in a group program is being able to the, the simplest, like, designing the most efficient, the least fluffy, the simplest way to get the result for the client, not by giving them more content, making them consume more information, but what is the simplest consumption that they can make to get the result that was promised? That's the value. But I think many coaches feel like when they go to group, they're like, oh my gosh, if I don't have these really beautiful PDFs, downloads, if I don't have these like highly produced pre-recorded videos that I'm not delivering value and I'm charging premium. So it needs to look polished. That is not the case. The polishing will happen over time. People really care. Like I want you to really ask yourself, would I be, would I care more about, okay, I could watch this one hour video and get the exact result that was promised. Or do I care more about it's highly produced. It's high production. Makeup is beat, wig is laid, um, lighting is good. The branding on the PDF is super cute, even though I had to go buy more colored ink for my printer to print it out. But like, at least sis put in the effort. Download 50 worksheets and you still, you, after doing, after watching 15 pre-recorded videos and downloading the 50 page workbook, you still ain't got the result. Which would you rather have? The one hour Zoom video workshop that gets you the result? 
or the 17 pre-recorded, highly polished, highly produced videos where there's still gaps in guesswork. Just keep it 100. I would much rather take that little at-home iPhone Zoom recording. I want the result. I don't want the perfection. I want the result. I don't want the polished PDF. I want the result. I'm paying for the results. That is all I am paying for. My value is extracted when I get the result that was promised. And I think, again, the polishing, the prettiness, the put togetherness will come over time. But if you recognize that your value as a coach is in your effectiveness of being able to teach the material and your effectiveness of being able to get your client the result that was promised, that is the most important thing that people are paying for. That is why they are paying premium so that you do not waste their time so that there isn't a bunch of fluff that they have to keep consuming and to get nowhere and they still have to connect their own dots. Like, no, people are not paying. They don't want the fluff. They don't, I, I guarantee your clients rather have less polished, but if it was better articulated and it was better taught so they can get the result faster. That's it. And I'm not saying that like put half-ass effort out. Like I'm not saying that. Like I'm not saying don't, don't teach your class on your iPhone when you're in the Chick-fil-A line at dinner time. Like I'm not saying that. Like you need to still put effort in but recognize that your perfection and the value is not based off of how pretty your presentation is. It is about how effective you are as a teacher. It is about how, how effective you are at answering the questions and closing the gaps and supporting your client with getting the result. That is what matters most. So when the question comes is, should I pre-record my curriculum before I launch my group program? I think my answer is very clear. I think my answer is very clear. Uh, my answer is hell no. Uh, and, and again, it's just because it, it goes back to just recognize the season that you are in. Focus on what really matters. What matters most is, did I get my client the result? Am I teaching my material in a way that's consumable, that's digestible, that aligns the learning personalities and the learning styles of my Olympian? That is what matters most. And, and you realize that after you record that very first workshop or that first piece of curriculum, you might notice some common questions. That will help inform what do I need to put into a worksheet? What do I need to pre-record and better communicate? What do I need to document on paper? Because they will tell you what needs to be documented. How do you know what needs to be documented if you ain't never taught it before? You don't really, you're only guessing. And in the beginning, we are guessing. But I'm just like, again, I go back to my other assumption is how can we be doing this in the most profitable way possible? The most profitable way possible is... I only want to spend money on making it perfect once I've already validated that the process actually delivers on the promise. Not before. If I want to be profitable, I want to make sure that I am spending my time ironing out my teaching, working through that, spending time on, are there analogies I could be using to convey this point? Are there um, examples I could be using to really drive this home? How can I teach this exact same topic two or three different ways to make sure that people comprehend it? Like spend your time doing that work, not I got to go buy a new camera. I got to go buy a ring light. I got to go get my extensions put in. I got to go hire a makeup artist. You're doing like you're avoiding the real work. And that's what we not want to do. That's what we don't want to do. And until until you've actually validated it, once you validate it, then go spend the bread on it because, you know, that will be a sound and it will be a smart investment because you've already validated the essence that this works.
This is worth documenting. This is worth perfecting. This is worth polishing. But if it's not worth polishing, don't try to polish, you know, I, I don't know the analogy, but like, don't go try to polish something that that's really, you don't know if it's even like worth it yet. You don't know if it's worth it yet. So this is, this is what we teach our clients inside of leverage is like, this is, and we show them the three-step refinement process on how to amplify and enhance the caliber of their curriculum. So the very first thing that we teach them how to do is you teach it live. You teach it live. Does that mean that you might be uncomfortable? Yes. Does that mean that you might freak out on your very first call? Totally. You know what increases your confidence? Preparation. You know what increases your confidence? Putting time into you preparing what it is that you're going to be teaching. That's what enhances your confidence. Not putting on more makeup, not putting on a better wig, not going and getting your lineup done, not hiring, buying a better camera, not hiring a production agency. Preparation is what will enhance your confidence. You putting an effort to really think through, okay, how do I want to teach this? What are some examples I can maybe use? What are some analogies? And what, what you can do to prepare is make sure your energy is ready for it. Hype yourself up before your call. Write an evidence list reminding yourself of what you already know how to do, that you've already validated that you've done. Remind your, give yourself the trophy. Remind yourself that you are the shit. They're hiring you for a reason. You already got the juice. Okay. Sometimes we need to hype ourselves. Like we need to come in a cold calls, act like we don't know our stuff. Like, well, I don't know if I can help them. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Listen, you wouldn't be here right now if you didn't know. You know, you know. I know, you know. We know, you know. Just all that you know it. And, and, and command that that presence needs to come to the call. So do what you got to do to get your energy right before the call and prepare for it. Prepare for the teaching. But that's really what it's all about. Prepare for the teaching. And I think, too, is that trust the fact that where there are gaps in your curriculum, your expertise will shine. If you are teaching something that you have done, this is why I'm a big, again, I had a caveat at the beginning of this. Don't go out here teaching stuff that you're trying to get better at. Teach things that you have already mastered. Do not go on here trying to package some $6,000 program based off of something that you bought one person's course and now you're going to go teach the thing that you just learned in the course. Don't do that. I am not a fan and I do not co-sign that logic. I'm a big believer and you need to teach what you have done, not what you are learning how to do. And what I mean by that is like own your expertise, trust the results that you have gotten and believe that the results that you have gotten are good enough. Like, they, cause I guarantee you they are. They are good enough. But sometimes we will go invest in another course or invest in another coach. We see our coach doing something at a level that we desire to be at. And then we start to get what? Imposter syndrome. We start to think, oh, mine's not good enough as hers or mine's not good enough as his. So I can't launch my program because the way that I do marketing isn't good enough compared to how I've seen Jerisha do it or some, or how I've seen Annie Porterfield do it or how I've seen Tyler J. McCall do it or how I've seen Vanessa Lau do it. And then we, we diminish ourselves. We dim our light. Just recognize that honor the season that you are in. Own the promise that you know how to deliver on. Like that's really all it is. Own the promise that you know how to deliver on. Cause I guarantee that is enough. And recognize that your program is designed to solve one problem, not every problem that your client will 
face. Your program is designed to solve one pro problem, not every problem. I got 99 problems, but listen, your clients have 99 problems. Your job of your program is to solve one of them. Not every last one of them, not all of them, just one of them. So if you can honor that, that I am my responsibility with my curriculum is to design an A to Z process on how to achieve this one particular result, to deliver this one particular promise, then that can help me honor and own that this is the experience that I've already gotten. These are results I know, already know how to do. So even if all of your curriculum is not perfectly documented yet, which it won't be, okay, this is comes through, this is why, I'm, again, it's refinement, it's getting data, it's enhancing what exists, it's building upon it. It's a continuous improvement process. Trust your expertise where your documentation falters. If somebody comes to me right now, even if I, even if I blew up my leverage program and all of my um, documented curriculum was gone, guess what? I would still know how to help somebody get the result because baby, it's in me. I know how to do it. So just trust that if you're on a coaching call, even if it's not documented, if a client asks a question, be grateful. Because if they're asking a question, they're saying, hey, either I didn't hear you say this, I didn't understand when you said it, or you didn't say it, there's a gap. So then it's like, okay, thank you so much for asking that question. Let me allow my expertise to come into play here to fill in the gap of where my documentation is lacking. And then now I can take note as a coach, okay, bet. This came up three or four times. That was a clear gap. Let me go record a new video to close that gap. That's it. Let me go create another teaching opportunity to teach that, that process or teach that element because it wasn't really clear. And we have to be okay with that's business. We are all building the plane while we are flying it. Too many people are trying to build their private jet, put all the seats in, get the custom lamb leather with the hand stitching before you ever take off, but you don't even know if the plane will fly. You've got to launch the plane and be willing, creating capacity in your business model, creating capacity operationally to build the plane while you are flying it. So that is my two cents on documenting and pre-recording curriculum before you launch it. All of us, y'all, I run a million dollar, a multi-million dollar business. I did a million dollars in profit last year. I am still building my plane as I fly it. All of my shit is not figured out. <laughs> So I'm just saying is that it doesn't matter what stage in business that you are in. I was talking to some, I'm in a group chat with some girlfriends. They're both multi seven figure business owners. Guess what? They're still building their plane while they're flying it. Everything is not perfect. Everything is not done before they got started. It's actually the complete opposite. So it's just like that's a, a skill set and a comfortability that all of us have to start to like to exercise and to expand. Um, and again, I'm not saying go, be out here and just be wretched and be ghetto with your stuff. Like, I'm not saying just, y'all know what I mean, okay? But you're going to be building your plane while you're flying it. So stop waiting for it to be perfect before you launch it. Because the perfection comes from the feedback. The refinement comes from having the data to know what needs to be developed, what needs to be enhanced, what needs to be perfected. That is where it comes from. Not from you overanalyzing making decisions based off of non-validated emotions or feelings that are not backed up by facts, that are not informed by data, and that are not qualified and validated by through qualified paying leads. People who are, you know, credentialed to give you result, to give you feedback, to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like 
Sometimes we be taking feedback from our girlfriend who ain't got no experience, ain't got no results in this, and is completely unqualified feedback. So let me pause here, y'all. Y'all been rocking with me today. So thanks a ton for coming. I will talk to y'all later. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.